FM. Rush hour. Let's get straight to the man in the hot seat uh, from the NRL, uh, the referee's boss, Tony Archer. Tony, thank you for joining us on the Rush Hour. G'day, Dan. How are you? Well, going all right. Let me go through this uh, uh, rather honest uh, assessment here from the NRL, and we applaud the league for being honest, but it does open up some questions. The NRL uh, said today it conducted a f- full review of the finish of last night's game and found that the siren and play the ball had occurred almost simultaneously. Uh, Mr. Tony Archer said it took freeze-frame technology to determine that the siren sounded to end the game less than a second before Melbourne played the ball. Mr. Archer said it was therefore technically a mistake by the referee by the closest of margins. All right, as I said, applaud your honesty, but you take out the almosts and the technicallys. This is an error. How does this happen, Tony? How In this modern game, billion-dollar game, how do we get an error like this? The error occurs because of the, uh, the speed of the play the ball. Uh, the player has to play the ball. The rule states that uh, once a siren sounds, uh, the game is to end unless the ball has been played. Now, for the ball to be played, and this is where the technical component comes in, it has to be uh, pa- played backwards. Um, and in that split second, as I said, when we went to freeze frame, uh, we could determine that the as the siren, when the siren sounded, uh, the ball had not been played backwards. Now, Tony, we're not here to bash you because you're a guest on our show, but uh, people were tweeting us last night. We, we called it live and didn't see any replays with audio, so we actually thought the decision was fine at the time. When you go back, Tony, you don't need freeze-frame technology. People that were rewinding it on their Foxtel IQ um, were telling us and it, was, and it was a wrong decision. My question to you is this. There are 20 to 30 decisions every weekend we could go through and, uh, and marinate over and, try and, and find things wrong that help determine the result of a game. But none like this in that it didn't change the course of the game um, in, that, uh, in that there's no kickoff after or there's no 20-metre tap. So the game doesn't change except for the result, of course. And... It is an absolute... uh, It's not a judgment call. It is an absolute. Was there a consideration, given those two unique circumstances, to overturn the result? Uh, No. My involvement was to review whether or not the referee had made the right decision. Um, and that's what I that, that's what I determined this morning in relation to that. I, I'm responsible for the referee's performance, and that's that's that, that's what I assessed this morning, and that's what I determined today uh, that he that, that we made an error in relation to um, the ball not being played at the time in which the siren sounded. Um, the, simpl- the simplistic approach to the, the question uh, it, it, it happens within a split second in live time. Fair enough. Now. Well, I want to get to a couple of the other things from last night because Melbourne fans are going to go, well, hang on, what about the Dugan offside? And there was another situation where a play, I don't think a ball was grounded, but we never saw replays. But moving forward, what's important here, Tony? This could happen again. Um, What is going to be done by the league? Now, this is not necessarily your issue, but, I mean, you're the boss of the refs here. The refs need to hear the siren and need to blow the game over when it's over. Uh, What measures are going to be taken here to make sure this doesn't happen again? Well, we're looking. We've done a review today, and we've obviously looked at um, uh, alternatives uh, initially in the short term, which will relate to the video referee uh, counting down the time. So at least gives the referee a verbal uh, indicator of the time, so he knows that 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 um, the time is coming, and he'll count down at this stage. Um, we looked at other. We're still looking at other uh, ways to. Um, 
to to improve the system. But that's the that's the initial approach that we're taking going into. Uh, into this weekend. Doesn't it seem, Tony, a little bit amateur, as I said, we're a billion-dollar game, that we don't have some sort of automated system. You've got to have now refs whispering the, the, the time uh, upstairs into the ref on the field. Surely, we, as a game, we can do a little bit better. Yeah, oh, look, we're always looking to improve the referees and uh, and the game itself. Uh, it's not a matter of him whispering in. Uh, it's a matter of him doing a countdown for the referee uh, on field. You've got to understand at that particular time that the scores are close. The referee's got a lot of decisions to make. Mm. This is one of the decisions that he has to make. He also has to clear that play the ball uh and when the siren comes, as I said, there's less than a, a second to determine uh, uh, whether the ball has been played or not. So did did Matt check and hear the siren? I mean, it was a, just a judgment call. He has heard the siren, but he thought in that split-second moment that the play the ball had occurred. Yeah, the, the, okay. that's exactly what he ruled. Okay, fair enough. All right, we move on. It's not going to make Dragons fans happy, but we move on. The Dugan incident. As I welcome Peter Sterling, uh, the line has just uh, opened up. Hello, Sterling. Hello, Dan. We've got uh, Tony Archer, the ref's boss, here. Now, to explain this to everyone, uh, Sturlow is uh, in from Gosford. The line wasn't working, and now it is. So we can pick up this conversation with you involved, uh, Sturlow. Uh, let me ask this, and then I'll let you fire away, Sturlow. The Josh Dugan offside situation, which looked a clear offside to us, Tone, I saw, uh, as part of the statement, uh, or I saw somewhere else, you thought that decision was fine. Yeah, I thought the decision was correct in relation to the process that we have. There's a live decision on field for a try, there was a, uh, a touch judge that uh, called the player onside. If you actually go through the, the, the vision um, uh, that was available to the video referee, he considered the, um, uh, the rule is that the, he has to have uh, two feet behind the ball. When you marry up the photo of the cat and Dugan's feet, um, Dugan's foot is above the 40-metre uh, red line, as is the ball. Uh, and the video referee uh, indicated that he had insufficient evidence to overturn that decision, and uh, I'm comfortable with the process and the decision. Tony, I'd like to, to go back to the final play. Can <laughs> I just throw a hypothetical at you, left field? Say there had been a hint of an obstruction or a, a knock-on or something in that final last play. If, the, if we had gone upstairs to the video referee... Would they have had the capacity to, to go back as part of the play to see when the siren was sounding in relation to the play the ball? No, they wouldn't. And the reason is is that they can only rule on the last play. So if they were able to rule on it from the last play, we actually wouldn't have this conversation because the decision would have been correct. But but that's what I mean. That that right. they would have they would have been determining whether that was the last, whether it was a, a legal last play. If you know, yeah, if you catch my drift, only actually get involved from the time in which the ball is played. Okay. Still, are you Sorry laughing? I mean, these poor Dragons fans, they are howling. They got their feet on the dashboard. They're blowing up, and you're laughing. All right. Can I just say something on this? When Steve Price sits down to do the review of the game. He's not reviewing the last five seconds. He's reviewing some of the ordinary defence that allowed that 14-point gap that they led by to dissipate, the, the poor kick leading into the final try. That's what will concern Steve Price. Obviously, he's upset that, um, you know, the way that the game finished. But the game, I know this sounds a bit strange again, but the game wasn't lost in that final five seconds. No, it was the, lost in the last ten minutes. No, I understand that, Sturlo. And, you know, you shouldn't lose when you're up by 14. But there were there were iffy decisions all game. There was that uh, no try for Melbourne that looked like a backwards pass. It was called for. There were a few contentious ones. 
And I can guess, Tony, what the headline's going to be tomorrow. It's that Matt Checkin hasn't been dropped. In fact, he's been given the big game on Easter Monday. Was there a consideration to rest the referees this week from that game last night? Uh, no, there's no consideration to rest them. As I said, it was a split-second se- split decision. Mm. Um, Matt had a good game. Uh, he's been in good form. He's a grand final and state of origin referee. And, uh, and I think it's appropriate that he's in first grade this week. Tony, how are you enjoying the job? <laughs> uh, it, it has its moments, but, uh, you know, we're, 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 it's, uh, it's a challenge and um, we're working hard together to, to improve our performances. And um, um, as I said, it's a challenging job, but um, all the boys work really hard at their job and they're, uh, we're enjoying it. All right. Well, I don't think, I, I don't think Dragons fans are going to love you at the moment, Tom, but I don't think we're going to get right. any more out of you. So we'll let you go. And thank you very much for, for joining us because you knew you are on a hiding to nothing, but... Uh, there you go. There are the answers, Dragons fans. Whatever you like it or not, that's Tony Archer. The Triple M Rush Hour.